This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. We are here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, live on the radio.com app and 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain on 1430 in Denver. Thank you for following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Uh, the big news in the NFL, I big air quotes, uh, was the uh, signing of J.J. Watt. He, he was mad that people thought um, it was him on when a fake Peloton account. He said, no, no, no. I'm the source. I'm going to the Arizona Cardinals. So he gets paid. Okay, fine. Horvat, I didn't think much of it at all. And then the overreaction set in. It's an offseason of overreaction in the NFL. And uh, let, let's check in with Jeff Sherman to see uh, if they were hit by any bets. At Golf Odds on Twitter, Superbook Sports, VP of Risk Management, and Jeff, uh, the tweet of the day involved you. It hit your mentions. It was uh, your colleague John Murray tweeting out, no, we aren't adjusting anything at Superbook Sports because of J.J. Watt. So was that the media or just uh, Twitter overreaction? What was John responding to? Well, people expect us to move things based on any type of signing, especially when it's a name player like that. But when you account for everything about the point he is in his career and the injuries he's dealt with uh, and his role on the team, we just felt like it didn't improve their title chances. We left them at 40 to one where we were. Uh, we did see some bets on them because you see a reaction in the market. Some other shops move sure. it. So some people think they're getting value with us leaving it, but you know, one team can win it and uh, it doesn't move the needle too much from our point of view. So not the same as what you saw last season, you know, when Tom Brady ends up going to Tampa Bay and everybody was rushing to the window to play Tampa Bay Buccaneer Futures. Are you seeing any action on any teams? You know, obviously, I kind of figured that a lot of people would rush to the window just because Arizona's already kind of a public team with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. They have the household names. Now with J.J. Watt, I mean, here's a guy that's on every other commercial. He's hosting Saturday Night Live. So I feel like they're going to overrate the Cardinals a little bit. Are you noticing any action on any teams yet? Yeah, we're seeing it throughout. We took some uh, early money in the Chiefs at five and a half to one. That knocked them down to five to one. Uh, they, they always get bet in that region because people expect them to be there competing for a title. But um, we took some money on the Ravens. You know, their odds have eased out a bit, 12 to one for the Super Bowl, and they're showing up some uh, support along with the Cowboys. We had them at 30 to one, and they've dipped down a little bit. But uh, people are hopeful for the return of Dak or maybe even a trade with Dak to get Russell Wilson. But there's Cowboys support out there. Uh, Jeff, what about the other teams that are reportedly on Russell Wilson's list? You just hit on Dallas there, but Vegas, Chicago, New Orleans, according to his agent on the list. Uh, were those teams being bet after that news came out? They're not being bet. And I think a lot of people are in the camp that we are, that we don't expect the trade to happen this year. You know, if, if things get progressively worse than maybe next year, but there's a lot of parts that would have to uh, fall into place for something to fall to one of those teams. And 
We haven't seen any support so far, and we haven't budged any of the numbers yet. So uh, if there is some momentum that picks up and you start seeing some wagers come in, then we'll go ahead and adjust. But right now it's been fairly quiet. Jeff, moving over to the NBA, are you noticing any long shot NBA MVP odds or anything that intrigues you? You know, obviously uh, the Lakers were really struggling those first couple games without Anthony Davis, but they've won a couple. Uh, You know, Joel Embiid has been really impressive. Uh, Jokic was impressive again last night in a win against the Bulls. Have you noticed anything on the MVP front, anything that intrigues you, maybe a long shot? Well, the largest move that we've had recently is James Harden and what he's doing because you have Irving and Durant in and out of the lineup, Durant mostly out. So I've eased Durant all the way out to 50 to 1 because it seems like he's going to miss more games than he's going to play, and you're not going to win the MVP doing that. So with what Harden's doing and the run the Nets have been on, it's really been driven by him. And you, we, you could have found him a couple of weeks ago at 100 to 1. I've knocked him down to 16 to 1. So he's really in the conversation right now with Giannis, Curry, Doncic, for those low double digit odds, but it's, it's really led by LeBron at seven to four and bead seven to two and Jokic at uh, seven to one. But uh, some of, some of those outsiders are making a case at this point. Yeah, certainly are uh, with Josh Sherman from the Superbook at golf odds on Twitter. And uh, Jeff, every time we talk, we talk, we go over the updated version of the NBA MVP odds. It's just so fascinating this season, but just as, as a huge basketball fan, um, you know, part of this, obviously, what you're doing when you set the numbers is you're also handicapping how you think voters are going to respond. But just as a guy that watches the game every single day, uh, has Harden been the league's best player? Well, there's just so many that it's close. But like you mentioned, when you're talking about how the voters are going to respond, that's what you're seeing in the LeBron number. Because when they won the title last year, he came out and made the case that he isn't respected enough, and he had a problem with Giannis getting all those votes that he didn't get. And so I think he's trying to plant a seed in the, in the media members' minds about that, and it's reflected in the price right now. But there's so many of these guys that are so close. I mean, Harden, what he's doing has been phenomenal. Doncic, you see him just carrying the Mavs, and they were below 500, and they've been doing better lately. But, I mean, he's just winning games from left and right. Uh, Jokic is carrying that team, or... Jamal Murray has been underperforming this year to expectations. So it's really been all Jokic holding that team together. So all these guys are just uh, so close at the top of their game. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's tremendous for what Harden's doing, what he went through early on to get into Brooklyn and get that team winning some games with the other guys in and out of the lineup. The, the other guys have just not been committal, obviously Durant with the injury and sitting down with the hamstring, but Irving has just been hit and missed for some games and, he missed some uh, time due to his choice. So, you know, Harden's the one that's been the steady ship so far since he's arrived. Jeff, where's all the money been going as far as uh, eventual NBA champion? You know, because I know everybody was really high on Utah, and they're still a really good basketball team, but there was a stretch where they're 19-1-1 one, and one against the spread. Now they've lost a couple. They lost to the Pelicans. Uh, the Lakers have struggled, as I mentioned, without Anthony Davis. The Bucs have won five in a row. Philadelphia remains tough. Um, are you noticing, and then obviously, you know, with the Nets, uh, even without KD and at times without Kyrie, they're really, really impressive right now. Have you noticed a lot of money coming in on Brooklyn, or is it still the Lakers, even without AD, because people do expect him to be healthy here in a couple weeks? Yeah, it has been the Lakers since we bumped them up to 11-4. to four. That's the highest point we're at since preseason. And so some money has shown up on them recently with uh, people know what this team is with Anthony Davis. And they're hopeful that if he returns, they could just uh, go back to what they were. Uh, 
but we did take some money on the Bucks recently at 12 to one. We had to knock them down at 10 to one and coming off their five game winning streak. You know, it's interesting when you look at the title odds, you have six teams that are 16 to one or less. And we mm-hmm. go from the 76ers at 16 to one all the way up to 40 to one on Boston, Miami and Phoenix. So there's a, a large gap between the top six and everyone else. Uh, with Jeff Sherman, VP of Risk Management over at Superbook Sports. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. BetQL Daily via the BetQL Audio Network. Uh, six games this evening, Jeff. Anything notable as far as sharp or public play? Uh, well, we've taken some sharp play on the Knicks, and the Spurs played the overtime loss last night to Brooklyn. So we've seen some movement there on the Spurs minus one all the way to the Knicks minus one. Uh, and then also on the Grizzlies, we opened the Wizards minus one at home against Memphis. And that's been bet to pick him on Memphis. So some sharp play on Memphis. Oh, Jeff, taking a look really quick at golf. Another uh, fun weekend this past weekend. You got the Arnold Palmer Invitational coming up. Uh, any value that you're seeing early or anybody, anything that you've taken a notice of early, um, you know, in, in your opinion, who's been the most uh, consistent golfer as of late and anything that you're finding value in as far as this weekend? I know we're kind of early here on Tuesday. Well, the most consistent as of late has been Victor Hovland, but at 12 to 1, he's priced like that. And I've recently bumped McElroy up from opening him at 9 to 1 up to 10 to 1. So every golfer is in double digits at this point this week. And I would look away from the guys that are 20 to 1 or less. I think there's some value to be found in the guy in the 40 to 1 range. There's plenty of golfers playing well. I played Francesco Molinari at 40 to 1. Uh, someone like Will Zalatoris, he's been, had a fantastic season. Uh, Sam Burns coming off a near win at Riviera. Uh, a lot of these guys, Billy Horschel last week, Jason Kokrick. Uh, there's a lot of 40 to one golfers you can really make a case for. And I could even get down to uh, 80 to one at Taylor Gooch. Uh, he's a, a name that a lot of people don't know, but he's been playing some really solid golf, has some decent history here. And this is a, a challenging course. You know, we have the winning score at 12 and a half under. There's going to be some rough. It's a, a second shot golf course. So it's going to be challenging. And I, I just wouldn't look towards the, the top of the market for some of these guys. Uh, yeah, plenty of options this weekend. I, I, I usually uh, land somewhere in that mid-range, 40s and 50s. You can find a lot of value in golf. Uh, as far as what we saw over the weekend, Jeff, with Morikawa, just his just superb iron play. And then when you join a list with Tiger Woods and it's you and Tiger and that's it, man, is that impressive. And and I was wondering there, wondering from the sports betting perspective, even at a WGC event, when you have the best in the world there, if we're ever going to see a number like that on Morikawa again, um, where, where did you guys close? And just uh, your thoughts on Morikawa and, and what we saw. I, I know you had to love uh, all the red shirts that we saw on Sunday too. Yeah, that was fantastic. And uh, Morikawa closed 40-1. to 1. He didn't see too much betting support, which is a really high number, and especially in a short field like that. And uh you know, his odds are still, you can still find him at reasonable odds. The Masters that were sitting at 30 to 1. So he's on that next tier outside of the top guys. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's some of his inconsistency that hasn't brought him up yet. Where you have these guys, like, even though McElroy doesn't win, uh, he's top 5, top 10 every week. And then he gets the public support behind him. So uh, until Morikawa can show that consistency up near the top, you're going to find him adrift at those odds, 25, 30 to 1 range. And Jeff, I know that we're still about a month away. I mean, the Masters is what April fifth. So, but when do you start seeing some action as far as the Masters? And you know, is there a favorite player? Like looking at the board, have you noticed any action coming in on any uh, futures? 
Well, we see it on Dustin Johnson, and you know we're holding it seven to one as a favor on that. And he's one of our liabilities, so he's getting a lot of support. And uh, over this season, it's been Jordan Spieth. You could have found him at sixty to one about a month ago, and he's been in good form with some near misses uh, to get an outright win. But um, he's down to twenty to one, and there's liability on him too. So, what, with what we're approaching now, the next few weeks, you got the Players Championship next week, the match play. You're going to see all these golfers involved. The field isn't as solid this week because you have a a real strong stretch coming up, most notably with the Players' Championship. And depending on how these golfers do in a field like that, you're going to see a lot of Masters movement. Have they bet on Hovland with his strong form? Yeah, we've seen some Hovland definitely at 50-1. to He's down to 35-1 to right now. So uh, when you got a guy consistent like that, you're definitely going to see some betting support. Yeah, it's it's always fascinating with Augusta because year after year you end up going with the course history and it, it's usually there. Um, so w- w- what do you consider that? So when you have Augusta and most of it is about course history and you have a guy that hasn't played well in a while like Bubba Watson, but he has the history of those wins. You know you're going to get some people taking a shot on Bubba. So uh, so how do you how do you end up landing on his odds? Well, he's at 50 to one right now, which is uh, reasonably yeah. high for a you know multiple winner at the course. And uh, it's just the betting support hasn't shown up there because of what he's doing currently, even though he plays well at Augusta. The one problem is, uh, you know, the course history used to be such an indicator before, but now you have these guys that show up in the first time. Look at Sung Jaim finishing top five last year on his first time on the course. You have so many young golfers that can fit to the game. You go so low at Augusta now, it's not as challenging as it used to be. And these guys can reach the par five so easily. So there's so many more golfers that come into play and they have the mindset that they're going to be aggressive and go attack it. So it's really not just strictly on course form like it used to be. And Mm -hmm. now a lot of the current form and how these young guys are approach the game is what's really important. Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds on Twitter, Superbook Sports, VP of Risk Management. Everyone listening, 1430 in Denver. They are here in uh, Colorado. And Jeff, maybe one day we'll talk about you coming to Illinois. Oh, we're hopeful for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love to see it, man. Uh, there, there is uh, one sports, one uh, operator, let me say, that dominates way too much of the market. So maybe one day we'll be talking about that. That's Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds on Twitter. And Horvat, maybe one day, like 20 years from now, you'll get it up in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, Joe, that would be really nice, man. It really would. You know, you know what is fun to see on a Sunday? Yeah. Is if you drive to Gurney Mills, in Illinois, and you're across the street from the Six Flags Great America, yeah. and you will be in a parking lot with like 50 other degenerates, and everybody's staring. Oh, down really? At doing the same exact thing. I'm you get in right at Gurney. You can get in. Yeah, right at Gurney. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> I've got some family up there. I had no idea. <laughs> Good stuff. That's Ryan Horvat. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Coming up next, our best bets for tonight. You are locked into the BetQL Audio Network.